Okay, welcome to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Kappeson. I'm here with Dorian Cody. Yay, what's up, what's and, up? And BJ Thomas. Hello, hello. Good evening, gentlemen. I know it's been an interesting couple of days. Um, I, oh, I'm yeah. going to get this out of the way now. Y'all can uh -oh. have all the hot takes you want. Uh -oh. Matt LaFleur is not getting fired. <laughs> Bill Belichick, the head coach, is not getting fired. Whoever <laughs> says that has no idea what the hell they're talking about, and they can just stop talking right now. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is going to put heat on him to do something. A coordinator is going to get fired. A ball boy is going to lose a job. That, if he's that's staying, different. Something's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. He was, he was not a happy camper. No. Yeah. And rightfully so. Me, I just like to rile up the Packers and Patriots fans. So <laughs> that's why I like to say, oh, man, Matt LaFleur, he's going to get jumped after the game. You're like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. But, um, yeah, we'll once we get into it, because I have a – a small theory about the whole Bill Belichick, Tom Brady departure thing. I, I was listening to a couple of commentators and things of that nature. So I think uh, I, there's, there's something, you know, stirring around in that, in that water I wanted to share. So, so yeah, well, let's, let's do one at a time. So we'll, we'll get mm -hmm. to Belichick later. Let's, let's do the Absolutely. floor now just because it, he, he's the more fun one. Um, <laughs> so my, my overall thought and just watching the game and listening to it and trying to figure out, I honestly think he just had a brain fart. And what I mean by that is I honestly believe he thought they were down by nine points. Well, I mean, he doesn't get paid to have brain farts. <laughs> this is true. Any, but, uh, anybody I, making that, anybody making that kind of money in, in charge of but, an organization like that? Geez. But that that is the only reasonable explanation. And and you know, psychologists will tell you that your body, your your mind, your mind will make up a decision, and then you try to fill in the blinks afterwards. That's just kind of what happened. I honestly believe that he looked up at the score scoreboard and thought, "I'm down by nine. I need to kick a field goal." I need to get points on the board and get the ball back, which yeah. is the only reasonable explanation. And so you're you're hoping he has ADHD as opposed to being flat out stupid. Yes. <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying. Uh, I don't know if I agree with you on that. Because I mean, I, I've heard people the past two days try to try to say, "Well, the analytics said this, and the chart said that." No, they didn't. Ain't no chart in the world who said have, no. It's, you no. have Aaron Rodgers in a position to tie the game. Like, I don't know. I, on the third down, you try to take a chunk out of the fourth down and make it shorter, and then you just do what you can on fourth down. Like, and I would have been played that whole four downs like I was going for it. There would have been no right. – I just – I don't know. It's, it's not the kind of football I'm used to watching. Well, and, and, and that's the bigger thing is so the decision that Rodgers made on third down came back to haunt them. Uh -huh. Because mm -hmm. if if you all watch the play again, watch the third down play again, he had a good five – six yards to the right yeah and, and he yeah. tried tried to throw the needle now he he may or may not have scored that you know mm -hmm. we can debate that but he mm -hmm. had a good chunk yard which makes yeah. that fourth down a lot easier absolutely now no, he did give that up yeah yeah i think he hesitated because if he would have ran Devin white would have met him at the goal line oh yeah and you know aaron Rodgers, Devin white who's gonna win that battle so i'm thinking he was like okay if I keep well, me personally, I would have continued to run and be like, you know what, let the chips fall where they may. This is the NFC Championship game. But from the angle of what I was seeing, Devin White would have met him at the goal line. But like you said, Adam, he at least would have had it like closer to where they could have just punched it in. So, yeah. And and I, if you're Green Bay, do you want fourth and goal from the one or two? Now Jones is was out of it, whether he was hurt or just mentally was out of the fumble. Running game doesn't factor in. But running, you running got, game doesn't factor in fourth and two of the game on the line with Aaron Rodgers. 
Aaron Rodgers is the running game. He's either going to throw it or take it himself. Uh, even still, even still, you can you can run a, an RPO. Oh, you, you can could. run play action yeah. Yeah. if you're closer. Play action doesn't do any good when you're eight, nine yards away. Dar- Dorian, I have to say, I, I can't give you the Devin White meets him at the goal line excuse. He's a protected runner. He can hook slide at any minute. So he could have he could have gotten to the goal line and hook slid and been, like Adam said, two or three yards short. Maybe right. No, no, I'm saying. No. I, I, no, know, I but, agree like, with that. Yeah, I'm just saying, but if Rodgers was thinking that, that that's bullshit because he should have gone and hook slid. He's a protected runner. He could have he could have taken care of that himself. Right. He didn't have but to the, take that hit. Right, but but – his thought process was because because he was like he was wide open he could have like you said he could have gotten closer but for him to to make that pass is it fair to say maybe Aaron Rodgers had a brain fart because clearly I think if I'm talking about him running the ball right right for him having that wide open hole if it was a Josh Allen if it was Mahomes even freaking uh Chad Henney they would have ran and they would have got as close as they could but for some reason i I don't know. I think he explained why he why he passed instead of uh, instead of running it. I thought he saw he saw lanes where he can pass it to, but um, he could have just he he just should have just ran and just take his chances. My first. It's funny. Aaron Rodgers has all the answers for his mistakes, but when he kid doesn't, he just blames it on the receiver. It's just kind of funny. He's oh. <laughs> and it's not the first time he's done that either. I mean, we we all give Rodgers a pass because he's Rodgers and he's one of the most athletic quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. But there there have been instances where it's like, hey, hey, Aaron, what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah. what happened there? That's what I like. I like that meme I, I showed you guys that said, uh, what's Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford of the fluke Super Bowl changed my mind. <laughs> was, whoever made that did a great job. <laughs> but even then, like, why he could have – okay, well, first off, uh, Devontae Adams was unstoppable, and it was like – Tampa didn't have an answer for him. Like I would have called plays to where they they could have did one of those like screens to where one of like they could have used uh, what his name I think Lazard and he could have like rubbed off of Adams uh, to give Adams at least a couple like a step open and he could have passed the ball to him. He could have did like a fade to the end zone. Like none of Tampa Bay's uh, defensive backs handled Devontae Adams. So I would have I would call every play. Or something to get Devon, the ball in Devontae Adams' hands and and try to let him win them for us. But uh, like Aaron said, like he doesn't call the plays, so we'll call the plays. So another another way to duck responsibility. And yeah. you're telling me you're telling me after X amount of years in the league, he doesn't have endless audible possibilities. That's bullshit too. Yeah, that, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers is like a good guy. Like he's a great football player. I'm just not sure he's a good guy. He he seems to shirk responsibility and pass blame and all the stuff that CEOs and leaders aren't supposed to do. Worse than Big but, uh, Ben? Here, here's the thing. What's that? I said worse than Big Ben because Big Ben, he doesn't share. Uh, they probably cut. They're probably cut from the same cloth. <laughs> um, but like, uh, I don't know. I just his personality and and um, taking shots at receivers in the media. That's just not yeah. quarterback stuff. Yeah, you're right. It, it's it's not a leader. It's not, not leadership, leadership right? Stuff. Exactly. And and that you know to your point, that's part of being a quarterback is you need to be the leader. You know, and I I do this every day at work. Whether you know my team succeeds or fails, I am the face of my project. You, right. as a quarterback, you are the face of your of your offense. Absolutely. If something goes wrong, it is on you. Whether your receiver dropped the pass, whether whether your running back you know fumbled the ball in the open field, it is that game is ultimately on you. Now, yeah. again, that does not absolve Lafleur from just the no. 
dumbass decision on fourth down. And 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 that's the thing. The floor is a smart guy because he did he did the Madden play. Mm-hmm. He did the play we all do in Madden. Right before the two, right after the two, or right before the two minute warning, or right at right after, jump off sides, give him a free first down, save your timeouts. Brilliant move. The the dude knows football. I think he just fell apart. Um, here's another thing, Dorian. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the immense pressure that Aaron Rodgers was under the first part of that game. The Tampa Bay defense oh, yeah. is really getting after him. Oh, yeah, and I think I think the uh, Packers were in denial about their ability to deal with that, and they didn't come out with the short passes until the beginning of the third quarter, which by yeah. that time was too late. Because then he started hitting Lazard on the little outcuts and tight little routes and stuff. And it was just too little, too late. I think they were really thinking they could deal with the Tampa pass rush in the first half, and it never caught up to him. And then right. Brady comes out and stabs him in the heart with Scotty Miller to start the third quarter. Mm. And it's just like, oh. oh and, hey, and Chris Chris Carter had a real good take on that, by the way. It's hilarious. He goes, uh, I'm going to say it right now. He goes, that cornerback underestimated that white boy. He goes, he goes, <laughs> He goes, if that had been A.B., he goes, if that had been A.B., he'd have played off him. He wouldn't have been up on him like that. And Chris, Chris Carter said you can't underestimate the talent level of anybody in the NFL. Absolutely. And you could tell that that D.B. did not do his homework because if he did, he would have known you can't let Scotty Miller get behind you. This guy runs a four. What is it, 4-3? Four, 4-3-9. Three? Four, three, four, three, his, his goal at the combine was 4-2-8. That was his goal. That's what he wanted to do. I just watched a video on it earlier. Yeah, wow. and, and, and during the thing I told you about earlier – they were making that comparison on ESPN. They were comparing Scotty Miller to Julian Edelman to Wes Walker. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah, just because the dude's white doesn't mean they they play the same way. That's (laughs) like, you can't compare Ferrari and a Fiat. No. Kid's fast. He's he's fast regardless of skin tone. He's fast regardless of family tree. Kid's fast. Like, he puts numbers up. (laughs) Absolutely. So yeah, I said yeah. You clearly tell it they didn't do their homework on it. But I'm thinking like even moving forward, especially going into the Super Bowl, like I'm sure that the defensive coordinators, uh, Spagnola and 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 those individuals, I know they're like, hey, that guy, that Scotty Miller guy, you can't. We in practice, how you do Cheetah is exactly how you're gonna do Scotty Miller. Like find where he is, have a safety deep back just in case. You're gonna have to because he's. He hurt a lot of teams this year. He does this. Um, I was I was looking at a couple of routes because I was watching it, and they were saying like Scotty Miller. He does this thing where like he starts off and he does this out cut, and then he cuts inward, or he does this step out and he cuts inward, and then he just takes off. It's it's reminiscent of what um, Tariq Hill does. He does this thing where he goes in, and then he steps out, and then he cuts in, and then it's all she wrote from there. So I hope they do their homework. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, and and that's the thing. You can do your homework. You can game plan. We talked about this the other day. Brady has seen everything. That that man has seen every possible defense that, that he can be thrown at. Doesn't mean he can't be stopped. He can be. But he's seen it all. You know, he's like the Borg from Star Trek. He'll just assimilate yeah. and he'll move on. Yeah. You know, I, exactly. I, I I saw a stat, you know, obviously everybody's one of the, the Brady stats and what you know, whatever you want to say. He has more playoff victories than Montana and Martha Sperger combined. He has more conference championships than any other franchise. He has more NFC playoff wins than Troy Aikman. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. He has as many NFC championships as as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He has more NFC championships in the last 20 years than the Cowboys. 
<laughs> you know, and, and somebody was asking me the other day, because I, for whatever reason, I've been obsessed with the concept of a sports Mount Rushmore, is if you were going to take, you know, the Mount Rushmore of American athletes for American sports, Brady's on there, mm -hmm. Jordan's on there, mm -hmm. Gretzky's on there. Gretzky is, to me, was just insane. The, the, the dude has the all-time record for the number of goals in an NHL. And if you took those goals away, if he never scored a goal, he would still have more points than anyone else has ever had in the NHL. And it, it's just insane. Now, I don't know who the fourth is. I don't know if it'd be Serena Williams, Tiger. You know, we kind of went back and forth with that. Brady is just at a different level than anyone else. And yes, I'm, I'm sure that on Sunday night, Robert Kraft was in some massage parlor somewhere just trying to wipe away his feelings because Brady was a son to him. Mm -hmm. And Belichick, like I said, he's not getting fired as a head coach. His job as a general manager might be in jeopardy. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah I misspoke. He doesn't have more NFC playoff wins than Troy Aikman. There was another stat that I read that had that because Aikman had three Super Bowl runs. That's not even possible. Yeah. But um, it's still pretty so, impressive. Yeah, so real quick, uh, going back to Aaron Rodgers. So he hinted that there were some things up in the air about his future. In off season, do you really think that he would demand a trade out of Green Bay? Yes. Yeah, I mean the the Jordan Love thing pissed him off, the and one, I think that I, I think that's one, what inspired the one this Super Bowl is pissing him off. He he, I firmly believe he feels like he's earned one more Super Bowl, at least the ability to be in one. I feel mm -hmm. like he's been feels like he's been robbed by the franchise. But okay, let, let's play this out though. So if he thinks Green Bay is not the way to get me to Super Bowl, where is he going? Because if he goes anywhere in the AFC, he's got to go through Mahomes. And if he stays in the NFC, he's got to go through Brady at least next year. Now Brady's probably going to retire soon. Maybe could mm. do could play till he's eighty probably. But mm -hmm. he, you know, he he's got to go through Brady soon. Yeah. Where where would he go? He's not going to Dallas. I, whoever suggested yeah. that's just has no idea how contracts work right. but, so but the thing is well first off uh even if he demands a trade i mean i'm sure green bay would honor that you would think but i would say the only team that i can see him going to that makes sense is the 49ers he's from the bay area and um and they probably could make some pieces around it where maybe they would do a throw garoppolo in and trade garoppolo over to green bay i don't, I don't know how they would make the money work but san francisco is probably his best shot right yeah i like san francisco yeah, San Francisco, they're, they're looking, they're bailing on Jimmy G. They, they were bailing on him. They, they were trying to win the Super Bowl two years ago in spite right. of him. Right. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the 49ers, do that, I mean, do you think that'll be enough to knock off uh, Brady and the Brady Bunch? No. Not, not as is. Not with those running backs that uh, they have. Mostert's the best running back they have in San Francisco. They're going to at least need another running back. I'm not sold on the receivers either. Yeah, I think uh, outside of uh, Debo, Debo Samuel. Samuel I don't know you about the guys. No, they got rid of Emmanuel Sanders. So yeah, uh, Greg Kittle. You have yeah. Greg Kittle. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers isn't a tight end guy. He doesn't. He's right. tight end sparingly. The last one that went off under him was what? Jermichael Finley. Yeah. So like, I mean, he's not a tight end guy. He hasn't been using. He hasn't been using him. He's got now, some good ones. You know, okay. So I, I'll ask you: Is that play design, or is that just where he looks? Well, I would hate to say it's play design when you got a guy like Jimmy Graham that you sign as a free agent and you just freeze him out for two years. I, I mean, I would hate to say that's play design. What kind of contract? You could have gotten a blocking tight end in there, some young guy you could have developed with a much cheaper contract. But no, you brought Jimmy Graham in to block and not use him at all. It made no sense to me. And I say, and I say play design because the tight ends really aren't utilized in today's game. You know, granted, there are some really good ones. And, and you'll notice the teams that, that are successful utilize their tight ends well. Absolutely. Yeah. But it, they're not really utilized. So I'm wondering if 
I'm just kind of thinking out loud. If offensive coordinators today just don't know how to use them, it's just like if you were to take an offensive coordinator, Eric Eric Bieniemy, love the dude, needs to be a head coach somewhere. If you were to plop him down on the Michigan Wolverines team as an offensive coordinator with three fullbacks, five tight ends, would he know how to operate? Maybe it's something different. Maybe it's linebacker speed. Maybe they saw a couple of years of Gronkowski and Kelsey and, were like, and Zach Ertz and were like, no, no, we need faster linebackers. It's possible. Yeah. Because a lot of when you're running the cover too, I know the middle linebacker carries the tight end down the seam. That's what Derek Brooks did his whole life. Yeah. yeah. Right down the middle of the field and picked the ball off. So I don't know. I, I mean, there's a could be a couple things like Adam said, play design. I just football is so cutthroat because there's only 16 games. You you only have a couple games you can mess up. You know what I mean? Like you right. can kind of say, oh, I can I can get by or or this that and the other. But when you got a mismatch, you've got a mismatch. And I just don't see any football coach who wants to retain their position ignoring a mismatch. And that's what stuck out to me about Jimmy Graham. But I these, knew, these I know he wasn't still the Jimmy Graham that we got used to in New Orleans but he was still better than 60% of the tight ends in the okay. league. Easy. That, that's true. But would you agree with this, that most football coaches are stubborn? Yeah. Oh, they're sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how long did it take for this, the new spread offense to get to the NFL after it's been successful for almost a decade yeah. in college football? So if, if I'm an NFL offensive coordinator, you know, I, I've run this system my entire career and it's been successful. Why do I need to change? No, granted, I need to change because the game changed. But why I don't do think I need you have to change? to change. I think we're talking about addition to subtraction. We're just talking about adding another threat. We aren't necessarily about changing your whole game plan to focus on a tight end. That's not what I wanted from Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. I just wanted him to use Jimmy, make him a threat. It's like if you're on a basketball court, you're not a threat if you aren't shooting. Nobody gives a right. shit. They will sag on you. They will hang down by the big men, uh, cherry pick rebounds, cause problems. If you are not a threat, they don't care. Same thing with Jimmy Graham. He can't block. He can get in people's way. He's not a blocker. They didn't use him in the passing game. He's not a threat. I can double team somebody else. Mm-hmm. I can always single Jimmy Graham, which was not the case in New Orleans. You make a guy that's six foot eight and can run down the middle of the field a problem. Yeah. You you force him to be a problem. And Absolutely. and you talk about problems. Going back, you know, we're gonna get for a circle here. The best offense I've seen run in the NFL was when New England had their two great tight ends. You know, oh, we, we don't even talk about that time period. That's been a race from NFL history. Yeah, I mean, th- no one wants to talk about it, but oh, that team was devastating because you had boys. two big guys running down the field. And, right down the middle. Yeah, and, and like you say, BJ, yes, the, the middle linebackers are responsible for one tight end. You put two out there, you're screwed. Now, I saw someone say Well, now that. the run game's wide open. That's why yeah. people like James White and uh, what's the other guy? Kevin Falk. That's why they're so successful. They aren't necessarily special by themselves. But when the linebackers are backed off five yards because they're chasing tight ends, yeah, draw plays all day. Exactly. Um, I saw someone put up a post, and they said they said before there were before there was Travis Kelsey, there was Aaron Hernandez. Do you guys feel as if Aaron Hernandez was just as good as Travis Kelsey? Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, absolutely. Aaron Hernandez might have been the best tight end to ever do it had he been all right. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know that that's a case of wasted talent. You're talking about four or five speed at six four. Yeah, and he he wasn't afraid to get dirty. He'd get in there and stick his nose in there on blocks. Like yeah. I mean, he could have been one of the best to ever do it for sure, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I I think Pitts could be very comparable to what what he was doing. And oh, if yeah. Pitts, Pitts goes to a team that understands how to use a tight end, they could be well. You know, if, if Kyle he, Pitts could come to Dallas. <laughs> I would spend the number 10 pick on him and I wouldn't even be mad at Jerry. I'd be like, eh, whatever. I mean, cause then it wouldn't matter who was quarterback. We'd have pro bowlers in every position. 
I can do it. Yeah, and that's the thing that that Belichick used to be able to do is kind of pick and you know prod his 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 line, and he just doesn't the players anymore. And that's what I was saying. Belichick, the coach, isn't going anywhere. Belichick, the GM, is now. Yes, he gets rid of guys a year early. He's done it pretty much his entire career. And maybe it, he did. Maybe he did it with and, Brady. And saves his team millions. Yeah, millions, millions by doing it. I, yeah. I hate it too, and it hurts. Jerry had to cut Emmett Smith loose and send him to the Cardinals. It hurts. It hurts. But it's the fiscally responsible, best business decision yeah. thing to do. It really and, is. And and it has worked for decades. Mm-hmm. But I think the talent plural. level. Plural. Yeah. Plural. This year. This year. Matter yeah. of fact. Hell, they were seven and nine with a quarterback that couldn't throw a ten-yard pass. You know, by the way, that you know that roster was was decimated by COVID just to start with. Not mm-hmm. just them getting COVID, but the guys that opted out. So, mm-hmm. but there there is very little talent there on the offense. It, the the defense will always be solid. Belichick knows how to coach a defense and knows how to coach a defensive coordinator. But there's name me a Patriot wide receiver. Uh, Neil. Okay, name me a Patriot wide receiver you'd want on your team. <laughs> <laughs> that that would have been like that for the last five years though i don't value i don't value i don't value edelman i don't value him like that um i believe he's like a niche player you take julian edelman and put him anywhere else and he'll just vanish i mean honestly i don't know why edelman didn't play quarterback this year i mean it was it was clear hey, that that cam you know, just didn't have it and they say, gave up on setting we always say belichick can get the talent out of this player and that player that's what i hear a lot so you're telling me Cam Newton's that terrible? Yes. I don't think he's that terrible. I just think that, uh, you know, due to the COVID protocols, him coming out for injury, him running a new uh, offense, uh, I just think though that cluster put together, I mean, you got well, what you got from him. I'm going to ask the, the really kind of straightforward question. We saw mm-hmm. how bad Cam was, whether it's injury, whether he didn't understand the offense, whether it's COVID, whatever. We saw how bad he was struggling. He looked like McNabb in Washington. Yeah. Okay, but with as bad as he was struggling, my question is, how shitty is Stenum? Jared Stenum, the the their backup oh. quarterback. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Must be pretty yeah. terrible. That says a lot. <laughs> yeah, must be pretty terrible. I mean, because Cam was throwing balls into the ground half the year. Exactly. I mean, what, I built okay. some trouble. Right. I mean, him throwing balls at the ground is the mixture of his mechanics and a mixture of his receivers can't get open with shit. Like I've like it was a play when they played against the Bills. It was not not to kill Harry. It was uh I think Bird, Demir Bird. Like I guess there was a miscommunication or whatever. And what happens is he did something to where he plants and he did like an inside route thing. And even you saw the players on the Bills kind of look like like after the play was done it was like they kind of looked at each other chuckle like these motherfuckers don't know what they're doing. Like they're actually looking at each other like they don't know what they're doing. Like it's kind of like the Bills knew what the Patriots were trying to do. And the Patriots still couldn't get it right. So it's, it's just tragic, man. Well, that wasn't a problem last year. What changed? Well, and, and yeah. that, that's the point. So, okay, right. so the same offensive coordinator, the same head coach, most of the same offense, Cam mm-hmm. Newton's that shitty. And is, is Cam Newton that shitty mechanically? Or is Brady just that much better getting people in position, coaching them up, uh, being, being that field general that everyone talks about? Brady's probably the third best offensive coordinator in football right now, behind Kellen Moore. And um, that's not a, that's not me. That's not that's not a homer. That's not a homer pick. Dude's hot. Kellen Moore's hot. He was and, up um, for multiple head coaching jobs. And I'm so glad he, they they let him go. I'm so glad. But um, and who's who's the other one I want to get to? 
be uh, I would be be enemy in the conversation. Yes, thank you, thank you, be enemy. Who's getting shafted out of a head coaching position for the second season in a row? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and and so I I've heard that be enemy is not getting um, interviews because he has a quote unquote checkered past. And I heard that I went. They're football players. Yeah, well, I'm like, checkered pass. I haven't heard anything about the enemy in a while. And so, you know, I researched it. His last incident was was drunken disorderly conduct in 1998. Dude was having issues when we were in high school, and it's still impacting him today. And I'm yet, pretty sure it's because he's black. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can just – Let's, I mean, just, let's just do it. Let's just say it. If, this, right. if, if you can sack the quarterback, Jerry Jones will take you fresh out of jail. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> Marvin, Marvin, Marvin Lewis basically made the jail blazers in the Midwest. Like right. the, Bengals, the Bengals defense was just hooliganish. No. And, um, so like it, it's uh, it's because he's a book. Oh, man, that's so frustrating. It's just so it, frustrating. It frustrating. You know, Especially when you I, got a guy like Steve Sarkeesian who's going to Texas right now. I was just about to say that. This man is basically a 50-year-old frat kid. Right. <laughs> Literally. And, and you want to talk about some 1998. God, exactly. I'm glad I'm not doing what I was doing in 1998. People wouldn't like me very much either. They don't like you now. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> fuck. They can, they can get in line with the rest of them. My, my thing is this. I just wish that the NFL, like, just get rid of the Rooney rule. Just get rid of it because it's like, you, it's not helping. Like, like regardless of what, the owners are going <laughs> to hire who they want to hire. They're yeah. going to you know, show face, say, hey, they, they, they're going to bring in... Token uh, black interview. Yeah. Exactly. And, Token black yeah. interview, ask basic questions, and then... They're going to bring in Jim Caldwell is who they're going to bring in. Run well, Jim Caldwell through the system real quick. Is it, Denny it, Green around? Like, <laughs> that's what they're doing. They're just... Right. Uh, insert ex-black football coach here, give us some credibility for the job search, and then we're just going to hire the honky we wanted to anyways. And 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 I, I'll counter that, Dorian. I, I don't disagree that the Rooney rule just is not working. But if you've got 32 white owners, let's just call it what it is, yeah. and they want to hire people that associate with them because that's just what yeah. hiring managers do. If, if, you, if you've got that situation, how do you fix this problem? That's right. what I've noticed with management. They hire their group. So when they have yeah. functions and stuff, their people are around. Well, it, yeah, and it's not just football. It's not just basketball. That, no, that's it's, management. It's everywhere. That's right. management. Yes, exactly. Right. And here's the thing. That does not necessarily make your company more productive or efficient. No. Matter of fact, in most cases, from my experience in the situations that I've seen, it doesn't help you at all. So so you mean that if you have a large, almost like a governmental position, hiring your family is a bad idea? Mm, I think they have a name for that. I'm a little <laughs> I'm not good at the English language, but you know, I think they have words for that. But but my, my point is still valid. How Especially do you think... in the positions they aren't qualified for? Sorry, we have to make that. Yeah, we have, to, yeah. we have to finish the statement. You didn't finish the statement. <laughs> but h- how do you fix the NFL hiring problem? I don't think. Uh, I think it's up to the. I think it's, yes, you can. It's up to the players. Ah. It's up to, it's up to the players to ask why Eric Bieniemy doesn't have a head coaching position. Uh, the fans aren't going to do it, and the owners sure as fuck aren't going to do it. Mm-hmm. It's up to the players, like they did in the NBA with their social causes, to mm-hmm. take up this cause and say, "What's wrong with Eric Bieniemy?" And as soon as and as soon as they say something about 1998, you say, "Well, what was up with the Greg Hardy and the Cowboys?" Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'll counter with that. Okay, so you, you the the NBA is a different animal. Their players actually are free to to do pretty much whatever they want within the reason. The balls. Yeah, and LeBron. And they let they you know and they'll go and out there. Form. They'll wear their shirts. They'll they'll drop their jerseys on the ground. 
The NFL, you take a knee, you're kicked out of the league. Um, because next to baseball, this is like the most, probably the most racist league we have out there right now. So I don't know if hockey is racist because I don't know many black people that ice skate. So um, until I know, if, until I know more ice skating black people, I can't judge hockey. Dude, hockey, uh, hockey is racist. Well, I know the players are because they give um, what's his name, the dude that was dating Lindsey Vaughn. PK Supon. They are giving. Yeah. He's. I've heard read some things about him having to deal with some pretty racist shit, and it didn't yeah, get yeah. any better once he started dating them. Canada's so nice, though, eh? <laughs> well, ironically, um, in Canada, it's not as bad as it is here. I, don't, I wouldn't think so. I've never really met angry Canadians. I'm sure I don't they know. exist. I was floored when I saw some. Uh, th- there was some type of like uh, white supremacist uh, protest happened in Canada, and I saw a Canadian with a uh, Confederate flag. That too <laughs> for a loop. I'm like, wait a minute, this bitch. Okay, you weren't even a country yet. Exactly. You weren't even. You were. You were a province. Shut the fuck up. You didn't even belong to yourself yet. I'm you like, don't get wow. to weigh in on our. What is the? What is it with these bastards and second place trophies? I never wanted to participate. Every participation trophy I got is gone. I don't know. The first one I got, I threw in the back of the fucking car. Every, everybody had it. Who wants that shit? Like, and now it's like, give Johnny a trophy. And now and now we can't understand why everybody's holding on to these losers like fucking artifacts. I don't understand it. Exactly. God damn, man. Ricky Bobby said it best. If you ain't first, you're last. Dude, imagine... <laughs> Imagine if the 49ers last year went around talking about how they almost won the Super Bowl and they kept carrying around Super Bowl 40, whatever fucking Super Bowl number one. Hey, they just need to find 11 more points. No, but just think about it. And they keep walking around. That's all, just 11 points. And they just keep walking around under the flag for the next four years saying, we almost did it. We're almost there. We're going to rise again. You would, dude, they'd all be committed. They would all be fucking committed. You'd be like, all right, like they need they need mental health evaluation. Thank God they're in San Francisco where they have mental health evaluation uh, possibility. Like, <laughs> it's like I just can't fathom it. I just can't fathom. It. I've never been so excited for second place. Oh man, I don't know. Yeah. We could this. Uh, yeah, we could go on and on. And uh, oh man, there's a lot of football to talk about, man. Yeah, but in in conclusion, I I, I hope there's some type of resolution. I, I hope more players do like. Not just bot I don't say bottom feet players, but like we need like Pat Mahomes. We need someone like a uh, Deshaun Watson, like prime prime real estate players to speak out about it. I mean, that's what makes the NBA so special. You have LeBron James who runs the NBA. Is like, yeah. nah, we ain't having this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, here, the here's the difference. Like a dog when Pat came out about the Black Lives Matter. But the, there is there like is a dog. There is a big difference between the NBA and the NFL, and it's one word: contracts. Yeah. The NBA, the contracts are guaranteed. The NFL, they are not. And, uh, you know, LeBron James, yep, he can say whatever he wants because, frankly, he puts butts in seats and they can't get rid of him. If Mahomes all of a sudden becomes toxic, he's gone. No. The, if you watch, when Patrick Mahomes came out against the, the stuff in Minneapolis, the NFL started to roll over. They started doing the, uh, the end zone things. They announced they're going to do the the end zone solidarity mm. things. They rolled over like a fucking dog because Patrick Mahomes is the face of this league now and okay. nobody else is. Yeah, but it's, to me, the the NFL, it rang hollow because we've seen them do, do this shit with, with breast cancer awareness. How, how, much have you heard, everyone... how many quotes have you heard from Jerry about it? He got awful quiet, didn't he? Jerry would say, <laughs> my guys aren't doing this and my guy he hadn't said a fucking thing this year. So, something changed. Something changed. Well, I, 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 think, that, I think people... We can make fun of them all they want, but 
the owners are smart people. They're smart business people. They're seeing the change in the air. They won't speak about it because they, they want to straddle both sides of the fence. And again, they yeah, go oh back yeah. to them being smart business people. They're seeing the, the winds of change, you know, as, as the Scorpions once said. It, it's coming. And so they just oh. kind of sit back, go for it, whatever. Speaking of winds of change, Dorian, you mentioned something about Belichick and you had a story you wanted to share. Yeah. All right. So um, the whole Belichick Brady thing and why Brady, why the whole exodus out of New England. So, um, I think it was I was I was I was listening to a podcast I forgot I don't know Pat whatever his name Pat McAfee or whatever, and they were saying how Bill Belichick, when those Super Bowls started, you know they start accumulating th- those Super Bowls, and then what was happening is that he started to see more input coming from Brady to Robert Kraft. So Bill Belichick is like, wait a minute, like hold on, like yes he's the star quarterback, but. I'm the coach, so you can go to Robert Kraft all you want, but I still run the team. So that that type of positioning started to happen because everybody, because the media was giving Brady all the praise and with jealousy. Well, I don't, I don't want to say it's jealousy, but you just you described before. jealousy, right? Well, I did, but again, <laughs> it it looks like jealousy, but again, I don't know what's in the man's heart. However, fast forward to now, it's like I believe that Bill Belichick. In his mind, he was like, "Okay, I could get the players who Brady what who Brady needs or whatever." However, it's like if I win another Super Bowl with this guy, I'm gonna I'm gonna start who I am is gonna start diminishing, and his light is gonna shine more. So they waited I, six Super Bowls for that determination. The, after right. the third one, he should have been like, "Oh, we need to break this party up." But the thing about it is, Adam hit it on the nail. When it comes to coaches. Coaches have just as much ego as players. And the thing is, I believe that, I think it was that 20, I think it was a 2017, was it was a 2018 or 2017 Super Bowl to where the uh, Patriots won? Which one was it when they went against the Rams? That was two years ago. Two years ago. It was Chiefs last ago. year, that Super Bowl the year before. So even during that year, did you guys notice that a lot of the players that was on the Patriots, like, it seems as if the team was shifting like that the um, offense wasn't as dynamic, but the defense was like hellacious. Did you guys know? What, what I noticed is a lot of players this speaking year? out, spe- no, specifically Gronk, was that they stopped wanting to play mm-hmm. with Belichick. It was getting old. And right. I, I could understand that. Sucking the fun out of the room. Yeah. You know, and right. I, I think it was Gronk to win. Like, dude, we just won the Super Bowl. Why can't you have fun? You know, and exactly. yes, we, we hear all the stories that, you know, Belichick is funny, you know, off the field. Brewski talks about it all the time. But it, it just seemed like a lot of that was gone. I don't know if, if Belichick himself had changed or it just the players had changed and, you know, the, the rah-rah stuff that he did back early 2000s with Brewski and Troy Brown, if that just didn't work anymore. But that's what I remember most about that Super Bowl run against the Rams is that the players just didn't have fun. Because when they, when they beat the Seahawks, right. I remember seeing Gronk partying for weeks. No, he parties anyways. But I remember yeah, seeing him just out there yeah. just doing the Gronk thing. I, I think it just wore on the players. And I right. honestly, I think so, that's why Brady wanted but, out. He, Brady, Brady just wanted to go off to the pretty lady that's – he wanted a divorce. Uh, I see the pretty lady over there. I'm going to go with her because he was done. He 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 was enough. He had enough of it. I felt like he I felt like he heard the chatter and um decided you know what I'm going to show I'm going to show who means more to the team. And he said I got a few years left to me. He picked it. Right. 
You picked a damn good roster to go to, by the way. They're a little weak at the running back position, but everywhere else, man, they're stacked. But if if you're Brady, does your ego really get into it? I mean, the dude had won six Super Bowls coming into this year. His supermodel wife makes more than he does. So what does it really matter? The chatter, man. Like you hear that, you constantly hear that chatter, and it's one year, two years. It's been going on for about three or four years about which came first, the chicken or the egg. I guess where I'm going with that is at some point, I don't know, me personally, I would be like, oh, yeah, I don't need him. I can, I'll show you. It, it's going to mm. eat at me somehow. And these these guys are hyper-competitive people. They're at the top of their sports. Like, at some point, I feel like it, it became a challenge to him. Well, it, did it become a challenge, or did he just look around and go, I don't have any fucking talent? Did, did he just look at look at the roster and go, who am I throwing to? Julian mm. can't do it all. What are we doing? You know, and, and to your point, BJ, he went to a loaded team. You know, yeah, mm. yeah he made the team significantly better, but he, there was talent on the Tampa team. He's basically the second coming of John Gruden for the Bucks. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Like here, I'm just gonna I'm gonna slide into this situation and make it okay for you guys. But and then on it, top of that, you know, Leonard Fournette fell into his lap. Well, Fournette, I, Fournette and Gronk are there because Brady's there. And AB. And AB. Yeah. I don't think anybody was gonna take a chance on AB except Tom Brady. No. Yeah. I mean, but, he also he wasn't gonna play with any other quarterback with Tom Brady also. That's you know, people don't need receivers. Yeah. They're out there. They're out there. It's one of the most populous positions in the league right now. Uh, to say stuff like that's not a good look. Because if Tom Brady's roster's full and everything's going good, why do I need AB? It's not a good look for a sane person. Now he's out there. No <laughs> one has ever confused AB with a sane person. <laughs> so much personality come out of a little tiny, I, shitty university. I, I, I will say this, that I, I firmly believe that Perfect fucked him up. That hit, Changed his life. Changed yeah, his life. Because if, if, fucking, you, if you look... His things, kid's got fucking chromosome problems now. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at AB's career, he was always kind of funky, but he was never out there until that hit. Mm, After yeah. that hit, he has changed. His personality has changed. Well, I mean, yeah, he just scrambled his whole fucking brain in one yeah. shot. Yeah, he stabbed he stabbed him in the head with his helmet. Hey, no, I've never seen anything like that. I watched that live. I was watching that when it happened. Oh yeah, just, my jaw hit the ground. I was like, oh my. Oh, I've I've never liked him. I don't know if you guys ever seen the video of him trying to take Matt Barkley out in high school. He's been like this. He's an asshole. Yeah, he he's always been like that. Even even when he was at Arizona, he's always been like this. And that's why he was in you the ever, fifth round pick. He's you ever see that video, helmet. Dorian? No, I never seen that. He he comes comes busting through the line. And as soon as he's past the line, he just leaps from Matt Barkley's knee. Oh, yeah. Matt Barkley, that's what Matt Barkley was. He was at uh, De La Salle, right? Yeah, it was high school. It was in high school. Yeah, it was he, high school. He just, I mean, we could have never heard of Matt Barkley if, if that had worked the way Burford wanted it to. Damn. Like, it's, he's just not a good, I, I don't expect football players to be saints, but you don't have to be an outright piece of shit either. And, and that's the thing. Burford had second, third round talent. But he was yeah. drafted in the fifth round because people knew he was a head case. That's a first mm-hmm. round linebacker, but he's an asshole. You're right. I, yeah. I, I, he he can change a game. He has real potential to be an amazing linebacker. But yeah, but yeah and, so and he can't get out of his own way. Would you compare him to Bill Romanowski? Because Bill Romanowski was a nasty motherfucker too. I don't know if Burfick's on steroids. I think Burfick just fucked up. No, I. I yeah. <laughs> and I, I I will with Romanowski and and the others of that era. It wasn't uncommon to be like that. Now, Romanowski stood out, but it wasn't completely uncommon. No, have you ever seen anything about Lyle Alzado? Oh, that dude was fucked he up was in the head. off the reservation. Fight, fight on site, anybody, anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Super intense. Those, yeah. If you listen to uh, those old NFL film shows and some YouTube videos, 
about the seventies Raiders. Those are some of the best, man. Those guys were absolutely crazy. Yeah, they I were. Heard. They basically went to the NFL junkyard and put a Super Bowl team together. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, and anyone can catch a case at any minute. Um, who was it? Uh, was it? Is it Jim Plunkett? Was the quarterback where he was like smoking cigs during halftime and he go yeah, out? I think that was Ken Stabler. <laughs> yeah, Ken Stabler. My, Ken Stabler. Yep. Yep. So yeah. It, yeah, it it was a completely different era. So to, to compare the mentality of Romanowski, Stabler. Any of those guys to, to perfect, I think it, it, it does perfectly the service because it, it tries to humanize just the nastiness that he was. Yeah, Romanowski seemed like everything was cool until you pissed him off. Perfect seems like he comes to the game trying to take your Pro Bowl. That's just the feeling I get from watching. I mean, it's like Romanowski was, if you hit Romanowski the wrong way, it's going to be a long game for you. Like he'll bite, pinch, do a eye gouge. Like he's just that kind of guy. But Perfect seems like he wants to change the division by hitting this player yeah I, I would i would almost say Romanowski's closer to stephen jackson and perfect was closer yeah, to i'm cool till you fuck with me yeah yeah exactly yeah i'm cool till you fuck with me and then grace and Allen's like hey if i can kick trade trey young's ankle and get him out of the game so be it and i hate that that's not sports yeah that's not sports at all that's i'll really tell you one thing i saw one of my friends just a side note <laughs> dirty shit we were playing basketball at the wide cj Went down to the other end for a layup, and this high school kid chases him the length of the floor and hip checks his legs out from under him. In a pickup game, we aren't even in our league. We, we it wasn't even a league night. We're just playing a pickup game, and um, that's the only time I ever thought I was gonna see him fight. I just don't understand that stuff. The man beat you for the layup. Let it go. Yeah, just right. just let it go. Yeah, unless you can unless you can slap at the ball. If you can get to my hand, I understand. I completely understand. But if you're just gonna go in and check my legs. There's a good shot that you're gonna be seeing the dentist in the next three days. Like that's not cool. That's, and, yeah. and dude, it's a pickup game. Right. Give up yeah. the layup. It's okay. You're not being scouted for for North Carolina. Calm the f down. Exactly. And he, that's basically what he what uh, CJ said is like, you know, I got to go to work tomorrow. Right. You know what I mean? Right. This is we aren't getting paid for this. That's why I'm very selective on where I play ball because certain, you know, BJ. I know you know, Adam. I, I'm sure you heard. There's certain courts that you know if you go play at this court you're going to encounter some knucklehead who's going to be ready yeah. to try to put yeah. hands. Because, like, yeah. back in the day, like, especially, like, when I was playing uh, high school basketball, I knew, okay, you know, I had family members who live in Houston, but I know there's certain times or certain courts that I can't, I couldn't go play because I played for Leesburg. They're like, oh, you played for Leesburg. Oh, yeah. yeah. And everybody yeah. and their mom wants to try to show me up. And, and there was a situation where uh, out in Houston, they got this place called The Lake. Well, I'm sure you guys know about it. And and me and another person, I forgot who it was, we we had went out there, we were playing, I was just shooting around and stuff. And then somebody recognized me like, oh, you know, a 34 for Leesburg, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. So then he went and go start telling, you know, some guys, they're like, hey, come play with us. Nah, I'm good. I, I like, <laughs> I saw how that was going to turn out. Nah, man, I'm good, man. Nah, we about, nah, we about to head out, man. You're about so, to get the living shit hacked out of you. Man, they was going to try to cut me. They're like, hey, no, come on, no, no, come over here. Like, they were like, no, they're like, no, come play over here. I've noticed like, people getting sneaky with that sliding your feet and under your feet when you're taking jump shot. Like, they like to step up under your jump shot. That's mm-hmm. a no-no. That's yeah. You don't do that stuff unless yeah. there's, like, a paycheck coming. Like, exactly. <laughs> and, and there's a reason why when there's a paycheck coming, that's illegal. Yeah, yeah. that's illegal then. I, I try to only play basketball with friends. 
I just I yeah. try not to let too many strangers in because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play Phoenix Suns basketball. We ain't gonna be running this full court like this. I'm sorry, dude. I'm too old and as a single single income family, I ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> Man, exactly. I fell I fell down the other day at work and I forgot that I'm pretty good at standing up, so I haven't fallen down in a while. And uh, ooh, I was stiff. My neck was stiff. Dude, I'm good at standing up. I'm good at falling down. I'm not good at getting back up. <laughs> I hear that. You know, um, I actually played, I actually played ball on Sunday, and I was playing. It was me and some guys my age, but we started playing some younger guys, and like the energy, like I'm just watching these guys like grabbing rebound and just taking it coast to coast and laying up and dunking. And I'm like, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna retire. I, 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 don't, I don't know how much you play. No, don't retire. You just gotta, you gotta control the crowd. You gotta, <laughs> don't retire. Don't retire. What you got to do is you got to go to a local gym and talk to him. Be like, look, I'm old. My friends are old. We need one night without these fucking kids in here. <laughs> That's what I think I'm going to do next time. What do you do? No, do you swim it, on the gym? What the hell are you doing? No, in, in Leesburg at the Salvation Army, we pretty much were able to pull that off. When the Salvation no. Army opened up, we were pretty much able to pull that off. We had Wednesdays nights, and it was just like uh, Dominique and his dad, Mr. Taylor, me and CJ and some other guys from around Leesburg. And it was pretty much like a, it was pretty much like a 30 and up crowd. No, that was years ago. Oh, no, kind of fell off on that place because I'm going to leave these names unnamed because we all know these people. Some people thought they were going to turn into the neighborhood court where the new guys don't ever get on. Uh, and, oh, and I went that. up to them and I went up to them and said, no, we all came here to run. You guys are off the court. He goes, it's not your gym. And I said, it's not yours either. Oh. And then I said, and then Jeff said, what's going on guys. Jeff was the guy that ran the place. He said, what's going on? I said, these guys don't know how pickup basketball works. I'm trying to help them out a little bit. And um, I didn't see them for two weeks after that. You know, I have a tendency to make people butt hurt. I really don't give a shit, but that's what happened. <laughs> it was frustrating because, like, right, it yeah, is. I mean, I can play a little bit. This kid's not that good that wanted to play, but he came in and said downs. Like, he called it. So he's got to play. Right. He's coming on. He's allowed. And right. they tried to be like, oh, well. No, he's not that good. We want to get some run. And I was like, well, you know, take it out to the hoop in the garage. You go run with your friends because this is not how this works over here. Absolutely. I, I stopped going for a little bit because I got frustrated. I mean, it, it got to points to where places I was going, like I had to get a piece of like a whiteboard and say, okay, D, okay, you guys won. Okay, whoever got down, so write your name down and then like write the team. You know what I'm saying? Because it got to the point where like people were like, oh, no, I called down. Dude, you just got here. Yeah. Yeah. But my cousin called down for me. It doesn't work. Oh, that, that, that shit don't work. And um, you ever heard somebody say, I'm shooting for all? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, you laughed. See, he laughed. He laughed. Adam, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. It's when you walk into a pickup game, you say, I'm shooting for all. That means with this one shot, you get both first pick and ball. Oh, <laughs> fuck that. No. Who the fuck does that? So I almost got in a fight with a 16-year-old at the Y because... He's sitting here. He's like, I'm calling all. And I was like, no, you call one or the other. And I'm going to be nice and let you call it after you made the shot. So go ahead. What you want? Ball or pick? He's like, no, I got both. I said, bet you you don't. I said, go ahead and pick. So he took, so I waited. They were all shooting the ball. I took the ball. And he was like, he's like, all right, give me the ball. And I was like, check. And I, che <laughs> I checked the ball up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there, I don't know what all is. Y'all ain't going to make shit up on my clock. Dude, like, um, those young all. kids do that, man. I've, I've, I've seen them do that. Um, <laughs> LA Fitness one time. He's like, I'm caught shooting for all. We was like, nobody who the shoots for all. Oh no. Oh, like, no. That doesn't work Shoot for all from the other free throw line. I need a 70 foot shot if you want both of them. You can get to shoot a three pointer for this shit. Kiss my ass. Oh my half. goodness. All right. Pick half up point. basketball. Pick up basketball is one of the most clickish things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's almost it's almost like tribal. 
pickup basketball is like the gangs in New York. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not I love that movie, by the way. Like, if you don't know, if you don't know the Irish guys, you ain't playing with them. If you don't know yeah, the Italian true. guys, you ain't playing with them. If I that's don't true. know, if I don't know so and so and his cousins, I'm not getting on. Yeah. Until I start hitting true. threes in their face, and then all of a sudden it's okay for me to get on. And yeah. Like, <laughs> so like, it's so frustrating because you look at it, it's like, man, your cousin really sucks. I can't believe that just because y'all are family, he gets to run with you. Like, <laughs> you really suck, garbage ass. Exactly. No, but uh, I'll tell you this too. And also, what happens in pickup basketball is, let's say for instance. Like, okay, usually I'll be the old guy coming up. Nobody wants to pick me. I said, okay. So I'm like, all right, when it's my down, it, like I, I pick my team to a science. I'm going to get two hustlers, people who just going to hustle, get the ball. They're going to out hustle everyone. I'm going to get a tall person to help rebound. And I'm going to get a, a score, a person that all he does is score, right? So so I'm looking at the teams. And then when it's my team to come up or whatever, then I pick my people. And like, they'll laugh and they'll say shit like, Oh man, we about to run them off the court, but they don't know. Listen, you just played three games. I know you're tired of shit, right? So these guys who you think that they're not good, they still have energy. They're gonna out rebound you. They're gonna play defense on you hard, and you're gonna exert all your energy. So I pick my team to a science, and every single time we at hey, least get. Three. Dorian's being GM of a of a pickup league. What the hell? That's what you have to do to stay on the court, though, because if you don't stay on the court, you'll be waiting for an hour. So like, I agree with that, but I was still waiting. Where's my position? I didn't hear my position. You don't, I, you don't have my position. A three point on your shooter. Team. A spot up shooter. Oh well, I mean, Where's usually the... I'm the spot up shooter, but you know. Uh, yeah. See, uh, he he called me. I'm I'm the hustler because I ain't got a jump shot worth of shit. So I gotta find another team. He just told me to find another team. That's what he told me. Grew up in the same damn come city. Play with me, bro. Me. Oh man. I hope you like the pass and defend my guy. So, uh, I, so I have a, I have a question though. So, just a yeah. simple question, Dorian, with your GM skills that you that you brought out to the to the pickup game, can you just go to one magic way and just replace them and get a team on the on the court there? Oh, I wish, I wish. There's a problem with that. There's a problem with Dorian's ability to do that. They still have to come to the shithole that is Orlando. <laughs> so like i mean unless you're like six and sea world and, and mickey mouse are going to do it for you every day what else is there to really do the no income the tax the place no state income tax yeah okay but then like look at the voting map dude as soon as you leave the city you're fucked that's every state <laughs> dude God, where sucks. is that not in the in the u.s you're either in the big city or oh. you're in Hickville. Hey, I tried to explain. I, I had some fun. I was, I was talking to my mom during the election. I said, Mom, you see that election map? I said, what do all those blue dots have in common? She goes, cities. And I said, university, 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 university. No universities everywhere else. That should tell you something. Oh, oh man. But that's true. Oh, that's true. I wish that the divorce family would sell the magic to someone who really cares more than just putting. Why? You know? Let him milk it into his coffin. That's what he's trying to do anyways. He's gonna milk it and milk it and milk it and milk it. I'm tired of being in this purgatory of we're like we okay, we it's like rarely do we pick in in the in the lottery. And it's like it's like we're 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 like just enough to get by, but we're not good enough. And it's like our ceiling is the freaking eighth seed. And then we know that, you know, and in the Eastern Conference, good luck. I mean, we make the eighth seed, we're gonna end up playing either New Jersey or Milwaukee, wherever. So that's either going to be a sweep. We may sneak in one game. 
Like, it's frustrating, bro. We're garbage, and we have a history of mistreating our star players. They didn't treat T-Mac right, they didn't t- treat Shaq right, and they didn't treat Dwight right. right. They handicapped, we- they handicapped Dr- Dwight by catering to him. Right. And so they didn't, allow him, they didn't allow him to grow as a person, and it, that, that was very uh, detrimental to Dwight. And, Dorian, you, you talk about draft picks, you know, and they had some good ones. They had some – well, I take it back. They had some high ones. Yeah. Um, they haven't been good. I mean, <laughs> would you take Mo Bamba again? No. Yes. Yes. You would? Yep. I'd put him on the court more. I don't know how they play him more. Because he can't shoot. I don't care. The he can run the floor. He can run the floor and stop the rim and, and clog that lane up. But Vooch is more efficient, especially on yeah, offense. Offense, but defensively, Bamba is everything that Vooch isn't. BJ, you just said it a few minutes ago. If you can't shoot, no one cares. Yeah. Outside, I really don't care about the – he can dunk. I don't give a shit. Look at DeAndre Jordan. Own that paint. Mm-hmm. How? Because, like, New Jersey has, like – Has playmakers. Ever? Yeah. See, the playmakers. thing is, is Mo Bamba, Mo Bamba's going to shine on a team with players. We don't have – I don't mind that they picked him as high as they did. Who? What's the alternative? At that point, who was out there? Picked after Bamba in that that year. Um, Colin Sexton, Kevin Knox. Mm. I don't know about Kevin Knox over Bamba. Maybe Sexton for sure. Yeah. Um, Alexander. Yeah, he's a good player. So, and and that's my point is, they have higher picks. Gordon was a fourth was a number four pick. And rough year though. It was a rough year. Look at that draft. Aaron Gordon's draft wasn't good. So I mean, I guess that's the question: Is it talent? Is it coaching? I mean, they had enough head coaches to have their entire team. <laughs> what is it? I mean, because they ownership they were... ownership's not willing to put the money into the team that needs to be in it, and it's handicapping everybody below them: GM, coach, all nine yards. Yeah, because right. I mean, you look at Oladipo. Oladipo was serviceable when he was here. Right. He went mm-hmm. to Indiana, Indiana, and he's a perennial All Star. So I mean, I mean, Peyton is a bust and will always be a bust, and so I mean, that's beside the point. He's like lightweight Rondo. Like, but, like, like super, like big lots on Rondo. No, dude, man, he saved a lot, Rondo. There's, there's yeah. a difference. Oh. <laughs> um, after I mean, Aaron, after Aaron Gordon, we got Marcus Smart, Julius Randle, Darko Sart, Zach Levine, T.J. Warren. Like they're all similar to Aaron. They're all like mid. Uh, they're all above average at their position, but not great. That's a fair assessment. Like Spencer, think, Din- uh, Spencer Dinwiddie might be the best player, or jo- or Nicole Jokic. One of those two is probably. The- yeah. If Jokic was, was in that draft, he was he's the best player. Yeah, yeah. hands down, hands yeah. down. Is yeah, he is he like right now number two in in the league in assists? Or is he like I think he's I think he's in the top five or something like that. Embiid, Parker, and Wiggins are the top. But they're all shitty drafts. Embiid's yeah. a bust. You know, and, and bust. I mean that in the nicest way. Jokic is is number three in, in assists right now. But yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Unless unless you have the number one pick, they're all shitty. The, when the Magic have a top three pick, the draft is weak. It, it just seems constantly. Or top five, because I don't now, know. They, they hit on the centers, but other than that, it's been rough. It, it, is that God getting back at them for having DeVos on the team, or is that – Yeah, I, yeah. Dude, this, <laughs> I think so. I feel, like, I feel like they are on a seminal burial ground or something, that stadium yeah. is, or their, their team facilities, because it's like um, the no state income tax for an NBA player – that should be a huge draw. They're saving millions. And um, beaches, but it's not that it's not that far from Miami if you got the money to travel like that. Right. I, I will say this about that stadium. Have you all been to that new stadium? 
Yes. Mm -hmm. Have y'all been around that new stadium? Uh -huh. Yes. So in most cities where there's a stadium, there is a nice little shopping district, and yeah. you feel comfortable kind of walking around. I know this they, like they a, did that. It's they like did a it. station in skyscrapers, right? Yeah. Well, no, right. no. Yeah. Downtown. I mean, it is not quite downtown. It's a little, mm -hmm. little west of downtown. Yeah. It's in the hood. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 in the it's in the ghetto. And that doesn't stop the turnout though. The couple of games I've been to is like walking through a crowded area. It's pretty yeah. good amount of people. Yeah, they're trying to fix that too because they what they want is they want that area between uh, Camping World Stadium and the Soccer Stadium oh. and the Orlando Magic where they play. They want that area to be like this nice, you know, tourist so fandom area. Mm -hmm. And What's the difference? Buy a lot of health care, huh? What's the difference between fix and gentrify? It's a prettier word. I mean, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering because Dorian said Dorian said fix, but what they're really doing is kicking all the broke people out so they can make money off the property. That's what they're doing. Right. Okay? Which I'm, I'm going by their term. They're saying they're trying to you know fix and improve the area is what they say. But you're right. Is 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 gentrification? But okay. uh, just making sure we're thinking the same way. Yeah, absolutely. The the issue is that like uh, there there are a lot of like homes that you know a lot of the locals they're like all right if you want me to move out of this home you're gonna pay me X amount of dollars. Well, yeah, and a, you a gotta lot pay of... me to live in a in a two bedroom house somewhere else. Right. And you're exactly. not gonna get the same property value because this property value is obviously diminished. So you're gonna have to pay out of the value of my house to make me move. Right. Well, and they flat out said that a lot of the homeowners around the Amway Center they said that for us to move you gotta pay us twice what our house was worth. Right, exactly. And, exactly and that that only works if everyone does it. Right. If it, you know, if you have one or two standouts, it doesn't work. You know, the, the city of Orlando is not going to do it, whether that's just because we don't want to, or because we just don't have the money for it. If they wait long enough, the house will fall apart around them. They don't care, and then they can condemn it and move out and kick them out. They don't give a shit. The the city's got the long game. Because the they know they can after they die. Yeah, it's the truth though. Oh. <sighs> Um, we didn't talk about how shitty the Bills looked yet. I, <laughs> as soon as the game was fourteen nine, I turned it off. Like I'm done. I'm I'm gonna go prep dinner for the next week. I'm I'm done. I'm out. You it already do it was over. It was <laughs> nine nothing, and I said this is setting us up for an embarrassment. That's all this is. Yeah. Doing. When he fumbled that punt, I was like. That's, that's nothing. I didn't even sweat it. I mean, they don't have the talent. And honestly, I mean, Allen had a great, he had tremendous growth. And, you know, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. He was not ready for that stage. No. And, unfortunately, he wasn't. But neither was their yeah. running game either. No. You have to run the football in the playoffs, and they are not good at that. Point. Well, how much of that was the running back being out? Because it wasn't their starting running back hurt? Uh, Singletary uh, played. Uh, yeah, yes. Singletary. Singletary wasn't their starter. I thought I thought Moss was their he starter. Was, he was for a good part of the year because he failed me on my fantasy team for the second year in a row. Oh, let's not get into, into fairy tale football. <laughs> fairy tale football. I shall get My thing was this. Football. Why didn't the Bills pick up Mark Ingram? Because he was waived, and they said that he was eligible to join a, a playoff team. I would have, I would have uh, you know, picked him up and he was, see where it went. He was waived by a playoff team. Right. And they, and I was reading that they said that he was waived and, and he would have enough time to do uh, the protocol, COVID protocol or, or something to where he would, he would have been able to be picked up by a playoff team. And a lot of people thought that the Bills would take a look at it. You know, and, and if there's any position where you can step in and not really had need much time to digest the, the playbook, it's running back. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You do have to make the reads and understand. Okay, where where is the line going to open? It's but you can pick that up in a, in a couple. Yeah. But you can pick that up in a couple of days. Blitz pickup is the biggest thing with running backs. They don't care about all that other shit's instinct and, and yeah. basic knowledge. 
the rest of it is um, that can be tricky is the blitz pickup and understanding when the quarterback's adjusting you because of the different possible terminology, I guess. Yeah, yeah but Mark Mark Ingram, uh, I mean, I'm sure he's solid at picking up blitzes. I mean, he went to uh, he went to he got, he got waived, bro. He got waived. People don't get waived if they're worth something often. Not that's, waived at the end of the season. You're to let the man finish out his contract. That that's true. I mean, it, if, you even you if you're worth a seventh round pick, they're going to keep you. Yeah, you're 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 gonna. You're gonna wave an extra body before the playoffs, especially someone that was a starter at one point. Like I don't, it just didn't make sense to me. Like there's something else there, and and that may, might be why <laughs> Buffalo didn't sign him. The, the uh, talent yeah. might be there, but That's there true. might be something mental. Well, he's off. I love that picture of him standing next to Derrick Henry. Oh yeah, you see that picture? And he's looking <laughs> yeah. at him like, God dang it. <laughs> yeah, dude, have you seen Derrick Henry's uh, high school football highlights? It's unfair, man. It's like a grown ass man playing with like. Backyard kids, like little sandlot football. He's I saw just it. running through everybody. Yeah, I saw an NFL player telling a story about he was at some combine or something for high school players, and his dad was like, "You see that over there?" And he's like, "Yeah, isn't he in college?" He's like, uh, "No, he's your age." <laughs> <laughs> he has to be like, what is he like? Six? He, they say he's like six, six three, two forty seven. And a solid 247, too. Solid 247. Like, no body fat 247. Yeah. Like, uh, he's in danger of dying because he doesn't have enough body fat 247. Yeah, he, he, he can't go north of the Mason-Dixon like he'll freeze. And I, I, I know we gave the floor crap for, for kicking the field goal at, at the end because mm-hmm. he deserved it. Again, I don't think he can add properly. I don't give McDermott as much shit for kicking field goals when he did. Yes, you need points against Mahomes, and I get it. Mm-hmm. But the, the times that people were, were upset, was like, one was at the end of the half. He didn't have any time. Now, mm-hmm. that could be play calling, but he didn't have much time. The other the other field goal was like, Okay, he made it a nine point game. And so I get it. Yeah. That the math works out. Yeah. You know, and, and y'all can give him shit all you want. It's like, oh, you gotta score touchdowns against Mahomes. You wanna beat Mahomes, stop his ass. Right. Yeah, you aren't, gonna, you aren't gonna outscore him. Right. There's no, no team no. in the league that can outscore them except for my cowboys. Well, your cowboys when they're healthy. When they're healthy, yes. We can't stop them either. Not even we can't even slow them down. They probably won't punt against, but <laughs> but we will score with them. I, man, I love the Chiefs. They are just fun to watch. How can you not like Andy Reid? How can you not like Pat Mahomes? Tyreek Hill's funny. The collection of team speed, I think, is second to none in the NFL. You give the the ball, you give the ball to uh, Miko Hardman, you give the ball to Tyreek Hill, and man, they're just fun to watch. That 71-yard touchdown, that or not 70-yard touchdown, 70-yard play that Tyreek had, did you notice how he set him up? He caught the yeah. ball, comes across the field, cuts outside, he knew he was going back inside. Yeah. He also knew he's the only one on the field that can make that cut. He knew yeah. that everybody else would blow their fucking ACLs out when they tried to make that cut. He stuck exactly. that leg in the ground, like, boom, split three of them, gone. I was like, man, can I, I want to be that guy for four minutes. I just want to bust a couple laps around a track, see what it feels like. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. But uh, cut out, run, run up to somebody in the mall and cut on them real quick, show exactly. them like, whoo. BJ, you hinted at something, okay? You, you talked about, you know, uh, it's Andy Reid's team, but it's Eric Bieniemy's offense. And the yeah. play calling and the play design that the Chiefs have, to me, is second to none. And how you would not want that person on heading your team is beyond me. Too black, too black. And, 
Yeah, I, I look I, more like Pat yeah. Mahomes and we can market him. Unfortunately, that's true. I'm not joking. I'm not. No. Like, no, you're it's, right. It's shitty. It's like there's no reason no. Eric Bieniemy should not have been a head coach last year, much no. less this year. This year is just salt in the wound. So, I mean, the Eagles. How is he not the perfect situation for the Eagles? You like, know, and I, I heard that I think it was the Texans is bringing in. They they brought in Jim Caldwell for an interview because mm-hmm. you got you got a bigger token interview. You mean token? And, yeah. Just and call him token like a South Park. And their other candidate was Cade McNown. He doesn't shut the fuck up. Like, it's sad, I hate, dude, I'm telling you, the, the older I get, the more this earth confuses me. It just confuses me. Like, I have this multi-million dollar, in some cases, billion dollar investment. And because of my pride, I'm not going to put the best candidate in that position. I'm going to put somebody that I can sit down and have a a conversation with. Somebody I can take home to the wife. Like, I don't understand this shit. I don't either, man. There has to be studies done of how much it's going to cost somebody to employ somebody like Bill O'Brien versus employing somebody like Eric Bieniemy. The problem is you can't do this study because Eric Bieniemy's got to get a fucking shot to get the data complete. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I, for one, think that, that Caldwell should go back to Detroit. I know they ran him out, and they should just apologize. Caldwell's but... the best thing that happened to them. Oh, yeah. I mean, He was it, building a steady roster. They they were consistently 8-8, eight 9-7, and 10-6. Eight, and they, they were making the playoffs every so often with Caldwell, and they fired him because he wasn't getting over the hump, which is now, bullshit. Now what? Now, now they brought in Patricia, who had to turn the team around, and he did. They, they went backwards. They brought in the hump. That's what they did. Yeah, <laughs> can't get over the hump. Might as well hire the hump. <laughs> it, it's it's disgusting. Speaking of your Lions, um, where do you think Stafford is playing? Dallas. Not here. Back not not in Detroit. That's for damn sure. Um, <laughs> honestly, you probably Dallas. I could see him going to to the 49ers again. The, the 49ers are up on on point star Jimmy. They're they're done with him. I think um, the Texans would be a good place due to his upbringing because yep. he's a Texas guy. But right. I we I think we should pay attention to Texans free agents for the next few years. Mm. I think the the Deshaun the Watson signing. Thing, the Don the Deshaun Watson thing is going to make the Texans look like the Magic for a while. Mm. Nobody goes there. They have to get shit through the draft. They hire um, people that need second chances or retread veterans, stuff like that. I just um, I don't know, man. Deshaun caused a real ruckus trying to get out of there, and it's not over yet. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, in answer to your question, I could actually see him going out to to San Francisco. Not only is, is it a, a good team for him, but his best mm-hmm. friend lives out out in that area. I mean, Clayton dude, Kershaw. Yeah, yeah Clayton dude Kershaw, grew up with yeah. Clayton Kershaw. Now, That's my I, boy. Now, I don't he got his see, championship. I, I don't see Stafford's wife agreeing to move into California. You know, with, with everything that's going on in California, with the way Stafford's wife is, I don't see her agreeing to that. And happy happy wife, happy life. Yeah. So I, I, I could see them. I, I could see when Watson leaves Houston in that mess, she going, make Houston great again, and going down there. <laughs> Go <on>. Yeah. <laughs> T- tell me that. Tell me that wouldn't be an ideal match. His, you want to make Houston yeah. great again? Call it the Oilers. Yeah. yeah. Bring it back. Bring back the Powder Blues. Those are your. Those are the good Powder Blues. Oh, you couldn't see Matt Stafford maybe uh, playing for the Rams? Ugh. No. Man. No. McVeigh loves golf too much. The, the team. The team has given different. up on him. The team has yeah. given up on him. I think uh-huh. McVeigh likes him too much. McVeigh sees him a, as a son because you can. You you'll watch it. That golf How the will have... fuck? He's barely old enough to be his brother. He's <laughs> <laughs> like but, 36 and Goff's like 26. But watch Goff. He'll have a good couple games and they'll have a really shitty game. And then McVeigh will give him that that daddy pep talk, go get him, son, and kind of sit him aside. And they'll have another, game, another good game. It's, mm-hmm. it's a consistent pattern. So I think McVeigh likes 
like the father figure gives, like you said, I mean, he probably he probably is a father. Probably has like <laughs> young children at home his age. Um, so that's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I know I don't know what Goff's contract is like. I think he's got another couple of years left. Mm. Um, so and then that's yeah, also he, the thing. he signed a, he signed an extension like last year or two years ago, something like that. Yeah, and so and so that you got got to look at that as well. Um, mm. because that that's just wasted money if you just let him walk out the door. Yeah, yeah I love how the financial the financial terms can wind up screwing your team up as yeah. bad as anything else. Yeah, like the Eagles. Yeah, he was a good quarterback three years ago, but these next three years, shit. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it, it, it's worse than baseball. Yeah. I mean, it, it, if you think contracts are bad in the NFL, just uh, the contracts in baseball uh, are horrible. Not for the players. Not for the players. And the best part is yeah. that they're guaranteed. Bo- Bobby Bonilla. Bobby oh, Bonilla. I love Bobby oh, yeah. Bonilla. Dude. I love it. I love it. I love it. Man, if, he's, if he's anybody today, right? Two point something million till till he's seventy something years old. It is. It is the second best contract in all of sports. Do you guys know the, what the what the first best contract is? Um, thinking. Not a rods, is it? No, 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 no. Second best contract in sports. It's got to be a baseball player, a golfer, or it's a, a... it's a basketball contract. What was it, Magic Johnson? Nope. No, hold on, basketball contract. Uh, I don't know. I okay, don't know. so during the ABA NBA merger, when that when that was going on, mm-hmm. the spirit of of seventy sixes, or the the St. Louis team, mm-hmm. they yeah. said they would not fold into the NBA if the NBA would sign a contract where the owners of that team got a percentage of the TV money that the NBA made in perpetuity. Nice. Nice. So I th- I believe one of Stern's last negotiations was to finally end that in 2016. Damn. Wow. <laughs> Those people have just and made money just existing. Yeah. Exactly. Basically, if, you, if they were alive, they were making money. Mm. That is crazy. Yeah. Well, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. They're like, F you, pay me. I, I um, think it, it was like, it was um, one seventh of whatever contract they signed, of what, whatever TV deals they signed. And don't forget, I mean, back, back in the 70s, the NBA was on tape delay. No one right. cared about TV deals until David Stern came along, <laughs> until Michael Jordan came along, and then it was just one of those things that was built into the contracts. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. That's interesting. But so, yeah, but uh, so who's the spirit of St. Louis? Like, like what team are they now? Like, they, no, they folded. They completely folded. Oh, they folded. Okay. Yeah, that was okay. the thing. They they would they were going to fold if they signed because it was because there were four I'm, teams from the from the ABA that made that went to the NBA, and no, it wasn't Jackie Moon from. Semi-pro. I'm more. I'm about to say I'm more interested in the history of the, the Flint Tropics. <laughs> uh, what does he say? What does he tell that ref? Suck my cock! I'll murder your family. <laughs> but yeah, but as, as I was saying, baseball contracts are horrible. I mean, the Pujols contract alone, it, it's guaranteed money, and they sign ten to twelve year contracts. And like the Bryce Harper contract, Philly can't get out of it. No one wants him. And it's like $400 million guaranteed over 12 years. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, we can talk about how the the contract for Wentz is going to handicap the Eagles because it's going to. We can talk about how the contract for Mahomes is going to handicap the Chiefs in in a year or two. It's nowhere near as bad as it is in baseball. The difference is in the NFL, it's a hard cap league, whereas baseball, it's spend whatever the hell you want as long as the Yankees win the championship. See, Adam calls all these contracts horrible because he thinks of it from the business perspective. 
I'm thinking it from the player's perspective. These are fucking wonderful contracts. <laughs> Fuck the owners. They make billions of dollars a year, and they're still trying to give me a little sliver. So guess yeah. what? These contracts are amazing. I love them. <laughs> that Benia contract, every year I get a giggle out of it. Like, it's June, <laughs> June 1st, every year. Papa Benia yeah. Day. You're like, idiots. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and, and the best part about that is, is no one knew at the time that the money they're paying Bonilla was from Bernie Madoff. Even better, even better. What? The Mets were invested with Bernie Madoff. Uh, oh, Bernie. <laughs> How is he alive? I don't I, know. As much money as he coughed, she took from people. Why is he alive? Because he took from rich people. Pussies, you mean? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't do that to the, like, the Steelworkers Union or something, but you wouldn't. Oh, no. You're, you're Ask, end where, up like, where's Jimmy Hoffa? Exactly. That's yes. Jimmy. That's Jimmy. <laughs> exactly. yeah, and I, I was actually reading something about Madoff, and what they were saying was everyone looked at it and went, something's not right. Like, this doesn't make any sense. And they would go talk to him, and he was like a, just a, an average dude and be like, yeah, well, Bernie's fine. And it wasn't until some dude who was like introverted as hell went, like, I don't want to talk to him. I'm looking at his, his stuff. Dude's fake. Here, here's here's all the proof. Dude's fake. And he tried to get the SEC in, involved for like a decade. And it was finally um, when Madoff turned himself in. He, the dude testified in front of Congress and went, um, y'all suck. <laughs> yeah, I know. No. Like, if you just fucking listen. Yeah. Damn. Did you guys see his movie? Um, it was the movie. I, I think Brady Madoff was played by Al Pacino. It's pretty good. You guys should check it no, out. No, I don't want to because <laughs> it's just you know how like see we we started somehow supporting people who are like non-talented and um stupid and the Kardashians became famous and then like we started glamorizing people who were like criminals and thieves and Donald Trump became president. So I feel like That's just true. watching the Bernie Madoff thing, a movie made about him, just feeding into that shit. I don't, I don't no, want to feed anymore. into that shit anymore. Dude, I'm not supporting they, Kardashians. I'm not supporting fucking. They they I, made a I, freaking movie for KFC with <laughs> with AC Slater was the Colonel. What are we doing? So wait, they made AC Slater. Yeah, Colonel Sanders. So they, they they made a gay Hispanic guy, a white Kentucky chicken yeah. guy. Yeah, look it look it up. Recipe for seduction. It exists. It it actually exists out there on YouTube. And that's that's the title too. Yes. These jokes don't get any better. These jokes write themselves. This, I'm not that funny. This just is it's just easy. This shit's easy. Yeah, it, it makes me feel sorry for the people that work at the onion because their entire job is to make they, fun of society they and they can't just make go, fun of this. No they can't make fun of this shit. How this, do you do this? I know. We'll think it's real now. It's so stupid as the yep, yep, we got I'm surprised the onion's not out of a job because we can't distinguish what's fake and what's real anymore. Hold on, hold on. The, uh, the movie is yeah. called Recipe for Seduction. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, Beach. I gotta check that out. I gotta see this. And they, they took, and they took, uh, they took a Hispanic man and made him a white chicken restaurateur from Kentucky. Like, they do and I don't know Tomahawk. everything I've ever seen about Colonel Sanders. He's about as white as they get. Oh white yeah, he's exactly. white hair, white skin. Like he's, he's damn near albino. Now you want to now you want to go get old curly haired AC Slater in there, like and, who's who runs the casting department in Hollywood? Put your fucking moron. Well, it, the 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 probably the funniest thing about about KFC is that they are extremely popular in Japan to the point where one of their baseball teams like has a statue of Colonel Sanders out back like that. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm trying to choke back the 80s baby in me and not do like a horrible Asian accent right now. Because you know that growing up, that was. Yeah. Um, well, the times, uh, have, times have changed. So just. I'm not doing it. You be see, careful. Me not doing it. We're, just, we're just talking about it. We're just talking about it. Yeah, the Japan, 
Japanese people, they uh, they love some weird things. Yeah. I want to go over and check it out. I mean, because I don't know. I don't understand it. So I want to yeah. see it for myself. Hey, there, there is a story over in Japan that one of their baseball teams is cursed because they threw a statue of Colonel Sanders into the river. I believe it. You know, yeah. fuck with that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, I want to say it right now, though, after I say that, Publix fried chicken's better. Of course. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, pub- exactly. Publix anything is better. Publix subs is better than anywhere. I, Publix fried chicken is better than anywhere. If you want to beat if you want to beat chicken wing prices, go get 20 wings from Publix and sauce them yourself. Oh, my God. They're so much better. Oh, yeah. This just turned into a cooking show. Y'all want to keep going? Hey, you know what? I, I, I'm going for a sponsorship, so. <laughs> I, I had some chicken Publix. wings tonight. Gator's Dockside was delicious. Dude, I had some I, hot garlic wings. I, I, I make my own, so. I, ironically, going back to the football game, like I said, when when Casey went up fourteen nine, I'm like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna meal prep. So I made a meatloaf, I made hamburgers, I made chicken wings, and that's what we've been eating all week. <laughs> oh jeez, I don't blame you. Oh, wow. I knew it was over nine nothing. I was like, well, you just poked the giant. You about to get slapped down this hill. So uh, I I guess we have to do it. Maybe we can do it next week, but let's just do it now. Who's winning? Yeah, Tampa, Tampa, or Kansas winning? City. Remember, yeah. lately I've Not been awesome. saying, you know, one game. Sometimes all it takes is just one game. And my sentiment is, all right, you got one game on the line, just one game. Who are you taking for that one game? Someone who's been doing it for what, how many years? What, 20 years, 18 years? How many? Generational talent is generational talent. It doesn't matter how old it is. That's true. And we're going to have two quarterbacks with generational talent in the Super Bowl. And um, man, I, they got, Tampa Bay got pressure without blitzing too much. That's and the key. I, and I think a play caller like Bienemy, I don't think he's affected by blitzes, to be honest with you. I think he looks for them and capitalizes on them. Um, yeah. Most good quarterbacks do. So I feel like um, Brady's got a real shot because he doesn't have to blitz. He doesn't have to spend linebackers on pressure. Um, he can kind of keep the linebackers floating around that area where Tyreek and Miko Hardman do a ton of their damage. Hopefully, that might get the Bucks their second Super Bowl. Yeah. And also, too, um, one thing that's key is the issue that the Packers have, it seems as if the Chiefs are going to have the same issue because the Packers, their uh, offensive lineman, Bakhtiari, he didn't play, and that was huge. Who used to be and, a Packers lineman? Or, oh, you said the Packers lineman didn't play? Right, yeah. Yeah, David yeah, Bakhtiari? Yeah. yeah, Bakhtiari, yeah, he didn't play, which That's that huge. wrecked havoc. And then now uh, Fisher, the, uh, the left tackle yeah, for he's the out. Uh, Chiefs is, is out. That's so the that wrong means side. Shaq Barry is going to have a field day on and, whoever it is on that side. And, and Fisher's, Fisher's legit. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. Yes, he is. He is. They said when he went down, they said uh, Andy Reid went over to him and just hugged him. I don't know if it was that he went down and he was like, oh, man, we're fucked. But <laughs> here you go. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know who I'm going to choose. I mean, who, whoever wins, I won't be mad. But it's just that for me, it's like, can Tampa Bay, can they contain Kelsey and can they contain um, Tariq? They can, they can contain, I believe that they can win. But Tariq Hill, man, he's a beast, dude. And it's like knowing where he is at all times. Like, you got to know where he is. And those quick screens, those RPO plays where he takes it and he's going 15 yards at a, at a time, I don't – Well, okay, so so BJ had a, good, had a good point. Okay, so Tampa was able to get pressure against Green Bay without blitzing, which means that you're dropping seven, eight into coverage, depending on, on how, you, how your, your line play is working. If you're doing that, then you have the potential – to stop the yards after catch. And mm-hmm. if there's any any way that Casey just beats the hell out of teams, it's they catch it in space and go. Mm-hmm. If you're able to stop it, just tackle them when they catch the ball, 
slow them down. You, you're not going to stop them. You're not. You're not going to start from a home. It's just just not going to happen. But if you're able to slow them down, you can frustrate them to the point where okay, what I'm what I've been doing for 19 weeks isn't working. I feel like the honey badger is the most important player in the game. Uh, if he if if that defense can force a couple turnovers, which <laughs> the yeah. second half of second half of yesterday's game or Sunday's game tells you, very possible. Yeah. They could, that yeah. could be the difference maker also. Yeah, Tom like, Brady sat down and Jameis Winston came back in. Well, okay, so how, how much of the interceptions in the second half were adjustments by Green Bay, but also how much of it was just the 50-50 balls he, Tom was throwing up in the first yeah, half no, were connecting no, no. and getting overconfident? There were a lot of tipped balls by Mike Evans. I don't know what yeah. he had going on, but he was not catching the football. And right. anytime you got hands bouncing off fingers, you're just asking. And they were saying that the ball was, you know, was sailing pretty high. But, you know, I'm from the old school. If your hands can touch it, you can catch it. Dude, Mike Evans had both hands on two of those balls, and they just flew out of his hands. Couldn't even explain it. flew out of his hands. Right. Couldn't even explain it. Exactly. One of the better receivers in the league. But, I don't see him doing that back-to-back weeks. I don't see him. Games, I don't see him doing that in 70-degree weather. Yeah. No. No. Different story. I mean, we got got a week to think about it. I, right now, I'm I'm going with the old adage: don't bet against don't bet against Brady. Yeah. Hmm. Any any defense that can get pressure without blitzing, I like. Yeah. So. You know why? Because I mean, the Cowboys can't. So yep. I envy them. It's jealousy. Hey, I I just I I envy anyone who gets a playoff win. So. Yeah, not even jealous of us. Yeah, dude. The the last time I saw a playoff win, I was in elementary school. Against the Cowboys, though, should make you feel better. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about the game more next week. Um, then we'll, we'll let ESPN and Fox and all them handle the hype and Coke, whatever Irvin was on. But. Yeah, we are, are we gonna are we gonna add another show this week so we can just constantly pump stupid theories into people's brains that are never gonna happen during this game? Sure, what the hell? I mean, <laughs> isn't that isn't that what we do as Americans now? Just pump conspiracy theories and just go with it. Yeah, I think we'll, Bill Belichick's true. Bill Belichick's going to come down and call the defense for the Bucks to give Tom Brady his next Super Bowl. <laughs> there, I started it. You guys got to keep it going. Or Tom's going to be like, hey, refs, I want to take you guys out. Hey, I'm going to invite you guys <laughs> to my house. Um, yeah, hey, here's Giselle. Yeah. Oh, they, this is what I want to say. Okay, this is what I want to say. All right, in the Bucks-Packers game, right, I love how the ref let them play. I love that. Now, on the – on the last drop that the Bucks had when they called pass interference. Like, it was clear pass interference. You got to call it. I don't it. have a problem. Yeah, hey, you got to call it. You can hand check all day. As soon as you stretch out a shirt, they're calling. Yeah. Thank you. I have a yeah. people like, no, they should have just let him play. No. No, you, no, you, you got to call if, it. If, if he had had his wrist, if he had had his wrist, if he had had his hand, they'd have let it go. Anytime you stretch a shirt out, they're calling it. Slim to none does that not get called. Right? Yeah, and – did they take out the stupid now the booth can review pass interference is that still a thing yeah i don't think they did i don't think they do that anymore so yeah, they, but i mean that you, you you have to call that i mean that right because because here's the deal if you don't call it and tampa punts it away green bay is able to go down the field get a touchdown two-point conversion and win in overtime if all of that happened yeah. because you didn't call that Mm-hmm. You're gonna take more shit for not calling mm-hmm. than you did for calling it. Anytime you stretch a shirt out, you got to. It's I mean, too much, too much visual evidence. I mean, right. y- yes, yes, the flag and, was and late. Not to be, not to you know, just to mention, but like the receiver, when you're hand checking, the receiver's doing something to the cornerback. When you're mm-hmm. stretching a shirt, the receiver is literally doing nothing to the cornerback. Right. He's just running. I think that's it. Where, you know, the ref can always say, "Well, the receiver was grabbing too," or the cornerback was grabbing too. Can't do that in a shirt stressing situation. No. 
And I, I, I will agree. Yes, the flag was late. Hell, Chris Gamble thought the flag was late, yeah. but it, you oh, still have to call it. Everybody I was watching the game was like, "What the heck was that?" Yeah. Right. But um, do you think that's going to be the same case for the Super Bowl? They're going to let them play a little bit? No, that was the ref the bowl. They couldn't. That was the ref bowl, and the refs didn't want to piss either quarterback off, so they just let them both play. You don't think that's the ref mm-hmm. bowl? You got Brady and Rodgers over here. Who gets more calls than those two? No, that's true. Aikman. That's oh wait, true. he's not playing anymore. <laughs> Hater. <laughs> Hater. Tell me I'm wrong though. Oh, I don't know. He took an awful he took a pretty good beating the first few years. I think Aikman earned everything he got. Well, no, I, from a quarterback level, the the Cowboys got everything, got a lot of calls. And I say that because if you go back and watch the highlights, watch watch Irvin specifically, maybe not Aikman, but watch Irvin and watch how much he pushes off. And yes, you can say hand checking back and forth. Irvin would create separation. Are you going to tell a coked up Michael Irvin not to do something? I'm not going to tell a coked up Michael Irvin anything. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know if you were a referee at that time, but I would just be like, um, y'all are going to have to figure out how to defend Mike. That's how he plays football. <laughs> I'm not messing what? with him. Tell me what? Who are you trying to say to me? <laughs> hey, Charles Haley. Can you talk to him, Charles? What are you talking about? Charles, Charles Haley, Boy, come talk to him. But we should go over some Charles Haley stories. You talk about a dirty man. He would say anything to you. Mama, wife, kid, didn't matter. Dude, I heard. heard. Is, is that what kicked him out of uh, San Francisco? Is what he said to... Uh... No, no. I thought I thought that uh, there was a story about he said something like real disrespectful to like... Um, I don't know if it was Mary Uchi. Maybe. Not Mary Uchi, but... I it may have been young. Was. He said something real disrespectful. They're like, we got to get this dude out of here. This dude is crazy. And they, and they let him go to Dallas. He was. Well, he was and, crazy. and let's not forget that at the time that he was in San Francisco, San Francisco and left, their starting quarterback was a Mormon. <laughs> 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 you, you got Steve Young over here and then Charles Haley. I fucked your bitch. No. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, hey, um, I respect good shit talkers. That That is a... um. It's a, it's an art. I'm reading yeah. it right now. Charles Haley didn't care who you were. He didn't, he'd get to you verbally. If he wasn't picking on you, uh, you were happy he didn't. <laughs> so, gentlemen, I think on that, I think I think we're we're done for the night. I know it's getting kind of late. Some some of us are old with kids. So um, some of us just old. <laughs> um, so yeah, think think about. Think about who, who you got, and we'll, we'll talk about it more next week. Uh, again, right. we're not going to do X's and O's breakdown. I'll, I'll say that that for the the meatheads on the on NFL Network. You know, we're, we're so we'll much talk, better at talking shit. Oh, mm-hmm. we're so much better of just talking, using yeah, words. The so. keys of the of the game is um, passing the ball and getting touchdowns. I, I can only do a couple <laughs> cliches a night. We can't do them as our whole show. Yeah, it, it, dude, you start busting out. The key to win the game is to convert on third down, mm-hmm. vertical passing game. I'm just going to turn the mm-hmm. shit off, and we're done. We got to play for each other. We have to fight fight to the end. No one believed in us except for the guys in that locker room. Yeah, this shut is, up. Go away. This is a this is a battle, and I'm going into war with my brothers. No. Oh, the ball oh. just didn't bounce our way. No. Oh. oh, man. On that note. Yeah. All right, fellas. <laughs> That's Y'all the end of this you? week. Yep. <laughs> Wait, we're football we're football free this week, aren't we? Yeah, uh, yeah, because I don't even think well, they're doing the Pro Bowl. What the hell are we gonna talk about? Hey, we got basketball. Basketball. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> not that basketball. <laughs> not that basketball. No. <laughs> Space Jam too. <laughs> I mean, 
Mm. Now, they were talking about LeBron's uh, reinvented hairline on all the advertising for Space Jam. I don't know if you noticed that. Speaking of theories, is there any truth to the theory that COVID is really just God's way of preventing Space Jam 2? <laughs> no, no, because if, if God were real and if God were involved in all this, he'd know that we're too dumb to be scared by this. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. He'd, he'd bring us something out like, um, I don't know, it'd have to be much more serious. Much yeah, because, I mean, l- let's not forget. LeBron was supposed to tape Space Jam 2 this summer. He was all yeah. scheduled to, to tape yeah. Space Jam 2. Now, he wasn't getting anybody to, to play against him because no one wanted to play against him in the movie. But because COVID hit, his whole summer got fucked up, and we, we don't have Space Jam 2. I'm pretty sure that if God wanted to stop this, he'd have to make us a disease where our genitals fell off. Because I don't think that... I don't think that coughing up blood or having permanent lung scarring or possibly death is going to be enough. You have to take somebody's dick. <laughs> and then everybody will be like, oh, I can't get this. Uh-huh. It's it's dangerous. <laughs> I don't want to have to sit down to pee. <laughs> okay, uh, on that note, I think we should end up for the night because I don't think Dorian oh, can talk man. the rest of the night. You guys oh, want to hang around for another five minutes. That's what you get. <laughs> I'll see you later. I'm leaving, Hi, I'm leaving this discussion. <laughs> see y'all next week. Later.